two points I want to emphasize here through that that we need to remember is when God gives permission for the enemy to contend to wage war to afflict he gives permission with a very definite purpose is to grow us grow us in what why will God allow the enemy to block so many times have so much hard work that went into digging those wells why two things that the Spirit of the Lord brings to us this morning during this process the endurance for Isaac's men grew their faith in God to prosper them regardless of how relentless the enemy was in pursuing them everywhere they went they had this faith that kept growing because they trusted God God to prosper them so anytime the enemy may try to attempts to anytime he will try to or attempt to one use the word try and attempt because he can't achieve his goals in the lives of God's people but he will try he will attempt God allows him to try God allows him to attempt because every time he tries and God's people wage war God's way I want to emphasize that when God's people wage war God's way when God's people fight the battle God's way then there is a unique power and strength that will be developed from within through the Spirit of God when no matter how many times the enemy may try God's people will be given that power supernatural power to try again to go further to not give up to do it one more time one more time and when it looks like it's a failure again the faith grows when God's people do it God's way the faith grows from one level to the other if you read the scriptures you will see that there are different types of faith different qualities of faith different quantities of faith 
everyone has been given a measure of faith by God Almighty. Without it, we cannot be saved. And that faith is God kind of faith that comes from God. We've seen this before, so I'm not going to go much into it. God kind of faith, God's faith, and God made man. And God made him into a living soul by breathing into him. Man receives God's breath which has faith. He became a living soul. That soul has faith. A measure of faith has been given by God to do the right thing. To have faith in doing the right thing. That faith has been given. Now with the faith that we have received from God, Every human being makes a choice whether to grow the faith or to weaken the faith, to shipwreck the faith. Your faith can get stronger or your faith can get weaker. You can be strong in faith or you can be weak in faith. You can have big faith you can have little faith and some people shipwreck their faith also we also saw this some years back with the faith that God has given to man to human beings where they place their faith on is very important. Are you going to place your faith on what you see? Or are you going to place your faith on what you don't see but what you know? Are you going to place your faith on what you see? Or upon what you don't see but what you really know? The Word of God is something that we know. In our spirit, man, we know. Our minds may not be able to comprehend everything, but in our spirit, man, we know for a fact that those who trust in the Lord, their faces shall never be put to shame. We're going to put our faith in what we know. But we don't see it. Or are we going to put our faith in what we see. Satan is ready to show a lot of things that are false. Satan is ready to give a lot of things that are not real. He causes things to appear. He causes things to look like something when it is not. He make people to feel something that is not real. Satan is called the liar, the father of lies, liar from the beginning. Satan is called the deceiver. There's no truth to him. There's 
no truth to his actions. There's no truth to his words. We know this. So now there's a question that the Spirit of the Lord is placing before you. With what you know, what are you doing? What are you going to do? With what you know, are you going to go by what you see, feel, hear, smell? touch Satan can give all of those because he can work with your sensory organs and he can work with your mind but he cannot directly touch your spirit unless you open the door through your mind but the spirit of God can touch your spirit completely bypassing your mind that is how powerful our God is because we have not known him. We have not known him after the flesh. The Bible says. It's the working of the Holy Spirit in the spirit of man. It's the working of the Holy Spirit in the inward parts of our soul. Where that regeneration and that rebirth takes place. We are spirit understands the things of God when God opens the eyes of the understanding and when the spirit of God opens the minds of people the minds that were darkened by the enemy all of a sudden what your spirit knows your mind also understands Now, there are times when your mind will not be able to understand. That's where faith comes in. Because faith in God will strictly go by what you know. Not by what you feel, but what you know. And the kingdom of God operates by faith, that means when you go by what you know, then you will feel what you have placed your faith upon. But it's the opposite for the demonic realm. Satan will give you the feeling, he will give you the thoughts, and when you go by those then you feel the oppression, you feel the sickness. But in the realm of God, it doesn't happen that way. In the realm of God, when you go by what you know, which is the Word of God, when you go against what you feel and go with what you know then whatever you believe for you will experience after that God is 
speaking to her heart as a self. You can use fire to cook your food. You can use the fire to burn down a house. Fire is very potent. It can be used in a constructive way. It can be used or it can be used for destructive purposes. That's how faith is. God has given every man a measure of faith. But depending on where you use that faith and how you use that faith, you're going to be built up or you're going to be destroyed. When you place your faith upon God and His Word, you'll be built up. When you place your faith upon Satan and whatever he shows, then you'll be destroyed. The question here is, what do you believe? What do you believe in? Who do you believe in? What do you believe for? These questions you must answer. Are you going to go by what you feel? Satan will give plenty of pain. You're going to go by whatever comes to your mind and act on it. Satan will give you plenty of thoughts that can take you down. Every one of them are demonic when it's from him. Are you going to go by what someone else says? Somebody else's comments can turn some people down. Somebody else's Appreciation can bring them up. Somebody else's behavior or looks can determine some people's day. So in those cases, what Satan will do? He will get into people, into workplaces. He'll get into people in your family. He can get into people at the supermarket, wherever it is. If your eyes are upon people, he'll use people to bring you down. That's who Satan is. But if you place your faith upon God and upon his word, whatever weapon Satan might try to do, try to use, you can use the shield of faith and quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. So two things here that the Spirit of the Lord wants to emphasize, drive home. Are faith and endurance. Endurance and faith. When trials come, when testings come, when Satan tries to pursue in a relentless manner, those who place their eyes upon God and not upon Satan will become stronger and stronger. So, why is God allowing the enemy to pursue? To get you stronger. Your character will be built What else happens 
the faith that God has given to you, when you place it upon the solid rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, it begins to grow. A lot of times people pray for more faith. But when the trials come, instead of looking at Jesus, they look at Satan. It's important to know that when you place your trust upon the living God, no matter what the circumstance is, your faith is bound to grow when you place your eyes upon God Almighty. With Isaac's servants and Isaac himself, every time the enemy was allowed to come in, take the will that was done by his servants. There was an apparent loss. I want to use the word apparent. It was not an ultimate loss. It was an apparent loss. It was an apparent loss. See, God didn't let the enemy just to come and cause a scene when they just began digging. They could have just left that and they could have just gone to the next place. But this is hard work. They worked so hard and they dug the well and water came and the enemy comes after that. Think about it. Think about it. The enemy came after the world was dug. He said, give it to me. It's mine. It's taken away. There's a apparent subtraction that's happening. Nobody came. Nobody was there. When your people were digging. Once everything was over, they all came and claimed ownership to it. But you see the nature of God in Isaac and how he led his men. God's character. He didn't tell them, go fight. Go fight for your rights. A lot of people are big into that. Even Christians, go fight for your rights. Many times, Satan will waste their time engaging in the wrong battles. They never grow spiritually. Many of them shipwreck their faith. Their focus is off. Because they fight for themselves. They fight for their rights. It's not a God-led battle. God is not in it at all. See, only when we fight God-led battles, only when we fight God-led battles are we going to 
win those battles. If God is not in it, we will lose. If God is not in it, we will definitely lose the battle. Every time there's a delay, every time there's a denial, every time there's a loss, if we're walking uprightly before God, the Spirit of God will show us what we need to do. Isaac was a man who was led by God. The Spirit of the Lord led him to leave and not fight for that and go to the next place. He told his men, let's go, dig somewhere else. There are times when the Spirit of the Lord will stay. I give it to you. Don't let the enemy take it. Get it back from him. Fight. I will be with you. In those cases, because it's God-led battle, you will recover. You will recover. But there are times when the Spirit of the Lord will say, let go. You know why? He's doing something inside of you. The focus is not the enemy. The focus is you. God is doing something inside of you. God is growing you. God is developing that endurance. At the end of it, there's going to be a big reward. What the enemy thought he took, he'll utterly be put to shame because God would have given back in a big way, several fold return. It's important to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Be fighters, but fight the battles that are led by God. Otherwise, we'll be foolish fighters. End up losing everything if God is not in it. We'll become weak, we'll become tired of fighting, we'll end up getting destroyed by the enemy. God has to be in our battles. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. God led Isaac. Endurance and faith were built up in Isaac and his men. So through Isaac, other people's faith and endurance were built up. What a role model. What a godly character. What a light that shone so bright. We must be like that. It's important to rely on the Lord and teach our children Teach our family by example and by instruction to wait on the Lord, to follow God's leading, to fight 
and God says fight to let go and God says let go only then will we take into the Rehobot God has for us and God is taking us there He's taking us there our faith must be placed upon God Almighty not by what you see not by what you feel if you go by that then you're placing your faith upon Lucifer not upon God God's kingdom does not operate by carnal means God's kingdom is made above God's nature and our faith must be placed upon what we know which is the word of God and upon the one we know which is God himself which is his word no matter what you feel no matter what thought what thoughts may come to your mind it's important for you to go by what you know not by what you feel this is why Jesus did this this is why Jesus did what he did when the enemy came and pointed out his hunger and he said you're hungry aren't you 40 days and 40 nights you fasted didn't you now your commitment is successfully completed now that you are hungry there is nothing wrong with eating So why don't you turn these stones into bread? Why don't you eat now and satisfy your hunger? What was Satan doing here? He was doing what he always does. Just work through the body the senses of human beings that's why the Bible calls it the flesh a body in itself or the flesh that God has put upon our bones is not something that is deadly and dangerous no it's when the enemy works through that flesh which is the members of a body or the emotions the thoughts those who recognize where those weapons are coming from will be quick enough to destroy it upon contact be quick enough to destroy it upon contact important very important very very important 
God is speaking to our hearts of his own. Satan tried to use the physical hunger that Jesus had. Everything was good. His 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, he had many other temptations which are not recorded in the Bible. Jesus overcame all of them, the Bible says. He was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He overcame all of them. Just these three are written. This is after the fasting was over. So, the temptations that are recorded here, the ones that came after his fasting was over. So, the temptations that came during the fasting time itself is not recorded in the Bible. There are certain things that are not written because it's not needed for us. With what God has given, we have plenty of things to work on. When Jesus was hungry, the hunger itself is not wrong. Hunger itself is not sin. It's a legitimate, God-given hunger because the body needs food. So, we see that the grace of God was given 40 days and 40 nights. Once that period was over, that grace to fast was lifted. Now he's very hungry. It's a good thing. Being hungry is a good thing. Because your body is functioning the way it should. But what is the enemy doing here? He's looking for an opportune time. He looks for an opportune time. He says, there is a need for you. Let me come and give you my input. And my goal is for you to submit to me and do what I want you to do. It's Lucifer speaking. So what he does, he comes and gives ideas. Why don't you do this? But Jesus, he was the Son of God and the Son of Man. Full of the Holy Spirit. Recognized immediately where this voice was coming from. You should be quick to recognize where the ideas, the thoughts, the emotions are coming from. Having emotions or emotions and feelings, the ability to think, the ability to reason, they're all gifts from God. God has made us in His image, so we have that. How do we channel it? It's very important. We can build something or burn something down. If you don't use it the right way. Every appetite given by God is a good thing. When God created man, He said it's good. To be able to get angry and the emotions that God has placed in us, to be able to get angry is a good thing if it's channeled properly. Righteous anger something that we need to have. To be angry at the enemy, to be angry at sin is something that we need to have. To get angry 
at the desecration and destruction of the house of God, we need to have using our emotions the right way will actually be productive. Getting angry at sickness is a good thing. Getting angry at injustice is a good thing. That's why the Bible says, be angry. But don't sin. That means you be angry in a right way and take right actions. When you see something, anger, righteous anger, indignation is important. You take it to God. You ask God, show me what to do, Lord, with this. And God will show you what steps to take in a godly way without sinning. When you get angry at sin, you declare war with sin. It's a good thing. When you get angry at sickness, you fight against it with everything that is within you. It's a good thing. Righteous anger Emotions is contained. Anger is a good thing when you channel it in the right way. It's like using fire to cook food. But when you use it in a wrong way, then what happens? You get destroyed. You destroy others and you get destroyed. That's what the Bible says. Those who have wrath filled with wrath will not enter the kingdom of heaven because there's a spirit of anger that comes from Satan. Where people be angry all the time. When they go into a race, there's no control. They'll say whatever they want to do. Whatever they want to. End up destroying themselves and those around them. Ultimately, going to help. But when you use it in the right way, so much can be done. So much good can come out of it. Jesus used it in the right way. He just went, made a whip, and he cleansed the temple. That's all we need to use. Emotions. Anger should be shown in the right place. Go after Satan. Show your anger there. Then you will grow. Then you will be used by God to fulfill what God wants you to fulfill. Using that anger. Love is another emotion from God. It's a good thing. But what do you love? Who do you love is very important. How you channel that is very important. Again, it can be a big blessing or it can become a big curse. The Bible says, don't love this world or the things that are in this world. If you love the devil, he'll make sure he'll torment you, take everything away from you, put you to shame and kill you. Spirit in your body, your soul, forever. 
we can use that to love God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. We must love Him. You can use that to love your family that God has given sacrificially. And love the people who are dying, perishing. God's love. So the point here is what God has given can be channeled in the right way and can be grown. Your faith can grow. The love that God has put inside man can grow. Righteousness can grow. Holiness can grow. How will it grow? How can it grow? Just by praying. It doesn't happen just by praying. When you pray, God will create everything that is necessary in order for it to grow. At that time, how you respond will determine whether you're going to grow or whether you're not going to grow. So when you pray, Lord, increase my faith, increase my faith, and you don't give room to the Word, it's what? Nothing's going to happen because God says faith comes by knowing the Word and by doing the Word. So if you are someone who is giving priority to the Word and you pray, Lord, increase my faith, then God will give you the opportunity where you will face a lack. Now you have to do the word that you have heard. When you choose to place your trust upon what you know, which is the word, and do it, then all of a sudden that faith grows. That's how it grows. So every time the enemy is allowed to hinder, the enemy is allowed to take something away, and you're within the will of God. Instead of whining and complaining and fighting against it, it's important to look to God and see what God wants you to do in that particular situation. Whatever it may be, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. There are many people who immediately jump to plan B without even consulting God Almighty. They jump to plan B and say, Lord, bless my plan B. God is not in it. How can he bless something when he is not in it? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. It's important to Channel what God has given to you in the right way so that it can grow. That's how your faith will grow. That's how your endurance will be built up. That's how you can become a mighty vessel of honor. Everybody has to start somewhere and they have to keep moving forward. Isaac was a man of faith, a man of character, where his patience and his endurance grew. That's why God allowed the enemy to come after everything was done, to say, this is mine. And Isaac 
told us, man, let's leave. Give it to him. Let him have it. Let's go to the next one. It's not because Isaac was careless and irresponsible and, and wasted what God gave. No. Because the Spirit of God let him to move forward so that he can put the enemy to shame. To show the enemy, no matter how hard you try, my people have the strength to continue to go until you give up. Satan, not God's people. We keep going forward until the enemy gives up. That's character. That's character. Satan is relentless, yes. God's people must be all the more relentless in doing the will of God. That's the key. Then Satan will give up. That's where that Rehoboth takes place. God is speaking to us at this hour. Character building comes from God because He loves us. It's all because He loves us. It's all because He loves us He takes us through unknown paths to strengthen us to enlarge our borders to increase our capacity so that He can pour more of His wealth into us His eternal treasures next time when you face situations you feel like I worked so hard for this I tried so hard for this or I did so much in this and now this is happening don't whine don't mourn don't try to fight it on your own let God lead you Isaac didn't mourn the loss of those wells. No. No, why? He knew that God had something far better. It's okay. God is telling us to move forward. So that's all we're going to be concerned about. See, you can go forward and start digging and then keep crying over the other wells. Oh, I'm digging now. And what if this is going to be gone too? There are many people like that. They'll obey God, but they'll be complaining while they're doing. Don't be like that. It won't be a blessing for you. Once God moves you forward, His Word says, Forget what's behind. It's important. Holding on to the past will not help you in going forward in the will of God. So God says, Forget the past. Go forward. I'm going to take you forward. So Isaac and his men were not, were not mourning the loss of those wells. Or they were not wallowing in self-pity, saying that, oh, how hard I tried, and now I have to dig again. And they were not weeping while they were digging, saying that, we don't know what's going to happen to this well. And, and in fear, 
They're looking around, thinking those guys are going to come take this. And what's the point in even doing this? We took all of these and they're going to come again. And No. Do you realize the importance, the need for them to have a well? Because it's something that sustains them. They need it. But they did it. God's strength, gracefully, without complaining, without being frustrated. That's character. That's what God is building inside of every single believer would do it God's way. Do it God's way. And you have a life of no regrets, a life of joy, a life of peace. Yes, we face many difficulties, but we know what's happening to us. We're getting all the more stronger. Our faith is growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger to believe God for bigger things. It's important to see the way God sees. He calls into existence that which is not as though they were. He brings into existence by calling them first. It's not there. Our God never goes by what He sees. He goes by what He wants to do, which is His Word. When there's emptiness, when there's void, when there's darkness, God, the Lord God Almighty, did something glorious. God Almighty, the Lord God Almighty, did something glorious. God Almighty, the Lord God Almighty, spoke into existence, spoke into existence that which was not there. He called into existence that which was not there. As though it was there. As though it was there. As though it was there. And what happened? What happened when he called something that was not there as though they were? It overtook that which was there. It is a prophecy. God is speaking of this hour. You want to change the way you live? You want to change the way you think? You want to change the way you think? You got to change the way you speak. It's very important. What you look at who you look at. It's very important what you look at and who you look at. Your darkness can be replaced by God's glorious light. If you see 
his light in the midst of darkness even before you see because he has said it because he has said it so when you go by what you know which is the truth and not by your feelings the truth what you've placed your faith upon will overtake whatever the enemy is working whatever the enemy is doing at that moment it will be devoured by what you believe it will be devoured by what you believe it will be devoured by what you believe and it will be devoured by who you believe they are one and the same what you believe and who you believe if it's the word they are one and the same those that are called such people are called true Christians Christ followers because they truly follow Christ you can't follow someone if you're turning and looking back you can't follow you can't walk forward by having your head turned backwards it doesn't happen that way if you're following someone that means you don't look backwards at all may God help us to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour all the emptiness, all the void, all the darkness all the damage the enemy has done can be overtaken through the power of God by your faith in what God can do by your faith in what God will do going by what you know and not going by what you see will land you in the land that is flowing with milk and honey going by what you see and not going by what you know will bring the same depth that came upon the Egyptians the only difference is they didn't have the blood in the children of Israel they had the blood of the Lamb but they all died all of them died what a sad thing when it happens to the people of God who have seen him known him but yet they waste away just like those who don't know him Pharaoh and his army died in the middle of the Red Sea the children of Israel they all came through the Red Sea saw the hand of God but they all died in the middle of the wilderness without making it to the promised land let that never be said of us never be said of us 
go by what you know. And you need to know His Word. If you don't know His Word, you can't go by His Word. Go by what you know, which is His Word, which is His truth. And refuse to go by what you see. As I mentioned in the beginning of today's message, Satan will give you plenty of feelings, plenty of thoughts. He'll flood you with plenty of emotions as long as you give him the attention that he's looking for. And he'll take you to his place of misery, to his place of curse, to his place of death. But if you choose to walk by faith and not by sight, if you choose to not go by what you feel, not go by what thoughts the enemy may bring to your mind, and you go against those things by doing what you know, which is the truth, doing the right thing. Being righteous is doing the right thing. And the right thing is the God thing. There is a way that seems right to man, the end is destruction. So man's right thing is death. God's right thing is a real right thing. That's what real righteousness is. Everything else is self-righteousness. God's people are people of the Word. They read the Word, they read the Word, they eat the Word, they walk the Word, they live the Word. And the Word is active and alive in them, doing supernatural things all the time. Because what you believe is what you get. Who you believe, what is going to determine your outcome, whether it's going to be full of blessings or full of curses. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. He wants to grow your faith. He wants to make you into a weapon of righteousness. You must do what will benefit you. You must do that which will profit your soul, your mind and your body by doing what God wants you to do. And you will live. So when Satan came to Jesus and he presented his idea which looked, sounded smelled everything good that's how Satan is when he brings an idea he'll bring the feelings and the emotions and the smell and the taste and everything with it if he says take the turn the stone into bread 
along with it will come the smell of bread to really heighten everything to make a person feel like I got to do this now I just need this now I need to know it's a good idea let me do this now what happens at that point they've given themselves over to the domination of the devil when you listen to demonic counsel and demonic thoughts and follow through with it you go under the domination of Lucifer yes he will give you the smell of the bread yes he will give you even the taste even before you put it in his mouth or even get it it's important to know that he's a deceiver God will give you the taste of heaven if you believe him and do his word so what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do in that situation when he was so hungry? What did he do? He was so hungry. Did he go with his feelings? No. Did he tell Satan, well, I'm not going to eat? And did he have a conversation? No. He said, I'm not going to do it your way. I have a better way. And he brought the focus to God's word. He said, Satan, look at this. Hey, I don't need what you offer. I have something far better. And Jesus magnified the word of God there. And he lives by the word of God. That's how we must be. That's how we must be throw God's sword which is the word of God right on the head of that serpent that's what Jesus did he showed us by his life that no matter how the enemy may try how hard he may try our response will determine Satan's fate and yours and yours God is speaking to us when you do it God's way you declare defeat to the enemy and victory for yourself because God is leading the battle. If you do it God's way, then victory is guaranteed for you and defeat is guaranteed for the enemy. If you don't do it God's way, then defeat is guaranteed for you and victory for the enemy. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. No matter what you may be going through, don't entertain any thought that is from the enemy. Even for a second. Because those are Satan's mighty weapons. Meant to destroy you. That's what the Bible calls it. Fiery darts. It's not some weak 
good for nothing attempts. Satan's attempt every time Satan's attempts are to destroy you. To his arrows are fiery darts. Those are defeated fiery darts unless you make the choice to empower it by not holding the shield of faith. You have something much more powerful. Much more powerful. The Word of God. The shield of faith. Your faith must be placed upon what you know, which is the Word of God. Not by what you see, not by what you hear, not by what you feel. Satan will give you plenty of those. But if you shut down and shut yourself away from all those sensations and feelings and thoughts and ideas that come from the enemy. And do like what Jesus did. Spoke something that was not there in front of him, but it was the fact and he said it out loud. Which was, he said, his word is enough for me. It's enough to satisfy my hunger. It is enough to keep me alive. It is enough to strengthen me. It is enough to cause me to crush your head, O serpent. His word is all I need. Not your counsel. Not this bread. And what happened at that moment? He bruised that serpent that came at that time using God's word. Use what you know and get what you don't have by going to God by hearing His word. It's not to just collect it and have it in some barn. It's to be put to use. So put it to use. And God will do great and mighty things in your life. So that endurance and perseverance and faith is what God is building inside God's people. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time. Thank you for your word that is spoken at this hour. You are the Ancient of Days. And you call the snow from the storehouse. You sent the lightning with the rain. You bring the wind from the storehouse. All of these things you do with the power of your word. Hallelujah. Your word is all powerful. With the breath of your mouth. You caused the seas 
to dry out. It's so powerful. So I pray that this word that you have given, O Lord, to your people this morning, may it become a wellspring of life from within them. To water them and their families. They may make choices that are based on who you are and what your word is spoken and not by what they feel what they see or what thoughts they may get make every brother, every sister, every child who is in the call valiant men and women of God With this blessing, I bless them with, O Father. Let the nature of Jesus Christ be formed in them. That their character may be conformed to the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they may endure hardship as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they may have true character based on the truth of God, which will consume all the lies of the enemy, thereby destroying the works of darkness. And seeing God's will overtake all the destruction the cost by the enemy that their lives may have new beginnings new middle new end bringing glory and honor fame to the name of Jesus for this I ask in Jesus name Amen Amen. Good cheese.